sad. Um, because the president told people to inject and or drink bleach and Lysol? That is part of it. <laughs> Which, don't, did you, yeah, I was going to wait until Ryan hear, came on. But if you're listening did, to this, don't do that. Please? Yeah. Did you see that, like, today, uh, he was just like, I was just being sarcastic. You were sarcastically asking your medical personnel to look into if, the viability of drinking bleach yeah. to cure diseases. And he's like, so I hear, like, the, the disinfectant, you know, like, household disinfectants, you know, it'll make the virus die after two minutes instead of just, you know, 18 hours. You know, like, just two minutes or one minute, you know, like, that's incredible. What if we just put that inside of you? Like, can we look into, like, injecting or, like, drinking that? And then she's like, what? I... He's like, what if we put UV lights inside of a person? I vaguely recall uh, Trump or one, somebody in his circle saying something like, well, we can't let the cure for this disease to be worse than the symptoms in reference to... You're trying to social distancing yeah. right but now he is literally proposing <laughs> yeah. a cure that would be worse a, than the disease somehow yes. worse than a possibly fatal disease yes yeah coronavirus is bad however i will say that and while i am also not a doctor in the same way that trump is not a doctor i at least am pretty sure that drinking bleach is worse for you than having the coronavirus controversial statement I'm going to, but I'm still saying it. Look, Andrew, the New York Times said that some experts believe that <laughs> this would be terrible. Did you guys see that tweet? What the no. fuck was that, was New York weird. Times? Yeah. yeah. I did not, they I did straight not up, see They it. straight up both sides. Uh, drinking bleach. Like, drinking bleach. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty fucking bad. They said we've de- they've deleted it since, but we've deleted an earlier tweet, updated a sentence in our article that implied that only, quote, some experts view the ingestion <laughs> of household disinfectants as dangerous. My my dad called me this morning. I was eating breakfast. He's like, hey, I wanted to check up on you and make sure you're okay. I'm like, oh, because of the draft? He's like, no, I wanted to make sure you weren't dumb enough to drink bleach. Well, <laughs> Jesus. Dad doesn't he have was, much faith in you. <laughs> no, he, he was busting my balls, but yeah. That's great. That's and- great. We're going to do a lot of ball busting on episode 28 of the Quarantine Cast, brought to you by Voluntary Viewing. Um, Yeah, outside of that nonsense, the NFL draft actually happened, and now that we're not just speculating, do you guys want to talk about it? No. It's going to take the full 20 minutes. Let's do it. If we dive in, it's going to to be the whole thing. Also, before we dive into it, can I just say, fucking clap, NFL. Like, you nailed it. There really wasn't any technical problems. No, Goodell was cringy, really well. but like eh, he you always know. is. Yeah, like, he always is. But like, at least when he's behind a podium and he just says two words, it's not as cringy as him going like, "Come on, guys!" Like, and pick every, it up. Every single pick where he turned to the the TV screen was exactly the same. He would just kind of like lift his arms a little bit and say, yeah. like, "Come on, you can do better." It's than your that. team. Also, he scooped one pick where he said like, "This is good news for Tua." Yeah, <laughs> like, <everyone> was like, <laughs> "Wait, you just gave away who, yeah. that it was going to be alignment." <laughs> oh man 
But in general, like, seriously, good job, NFL. You kind of nailed it. And when no one, ex- like, everyone expected and understood that there was going to be technical difficulties, and there really weren't. No, yeah, like, nobody, nobody would have been like, wow, NFL fucking shit the bed, like, if, yeah. if something weird happened. But nothing did. Yeah. And well, who knows? So, maybe some, some weird stuff happened. But. Yeah. Well, well, maybe because of all the scrutiny and everything of the first round, like, everything went without a hitch, and now they're going to relax a little, and things might fuck up tonight or tomorrow but you never know more picks and less time yeah who knows so well the green bay packers with the 24th overall pick in the 2020 nfl draft selected jordan love quarterback out of utah state they traded up to that spot to get him they gave up a fourth rounder to ensure that i i assume the patriots or the colts wouldn't trade before them but like who what, who in their right mind would have guessed that the Green Bay Packers were going to be taking a quarterback? I feel like they wouldn't trade above the Packers. I mean, if they were going to do so what you what you have to remember I, here. Okay, oh. Andrew, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I just want to say that, like, I, I want to apologize to Packer Nation because because I did this. No, oh, this God. is this is my fault. True. <laughs> Yet yesterday morning, a friend of mine messaged me and said, "Who are the Packers taking tonight?" And I said. They're trading up to take Jordan Love. Why did you say that, though? And, and he's like, really? I'm like, no, lol, that would be stupid. You and put that out in the universe. <laughs> Andrew, that's your fault. You put it in the universe. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> this morning, they had a draft board with T. Higgins and Denzel Mims and Zach Bond. And <laughs> our last yesterday morning, I mean, and. And now they, they something something clicked in their ear and they were like, well, you know what? <laughs> What if we trade up to get Jordan Love? <laughs> you know, okay. Oh. Um, so, especially with Packer fans, but just the NFL's football phantom in general. Yeah, this was a mm, odd, I think it's polite to say odd choice for the Packers to make. Um, but yeah, it seems like there are only two camps right now in response to this. And the first that, Andrew, it sounds like you belong to, is that this is just the dumbest thing the Packers could have done in this draft. Um, no, Green okay. Bay Packers, no, arguably the, the third... No, no. I mean, Green Bay I, Packers, I arguably the third on. best team in the NFL last year, now going to be absolute garbage this season. Or you have people just like, fully deep-throating the Packers' decision and know that it's part of their three-dimensional chess strategy. I, so, I mean... I don't think either of those camps would be right. No. <laughs> I, like, but, this does not worsen the Packers in any way. It just doesn't improve us. It feels like we were right on the border of being a, a true championship yep. contender. Not that we, that were, like, we necessarily two... weren't last year, but like, let's be honest. We beat the Niners one time out of ten. Like, mm-hmm. It would have been a fluke yeah. if we beat them but, to go to the Super it, Bowl. And then we don't beat the Chiefs. Like, <laughs> the Chiefs would have wiped the floor It with definitely us. felt like we were like one or two or maybe three players away from being like really, Probably really good. Three. Yeah. I think we were three away. And especially now that we lost Bulaga at right tackle... Like, there's another position in need for us. I, I, yeah. I think, yeah, we're, we're a few pieces away. We'll still, I think, I mean, if we, for some reason, just passed on the rest of the draft, we would be still, like, a playoff team. We'd yeah. make the playoffs. Like, a good team. We're not going to be bad by any stretch. But we it's have just, to really nail these picks if we're going to get better. If Yeah, if we want to be Super Bowl contenders, we needed a wide receiver, too. We need someone in run support, be it an outside linebacker, like a, a more of a will type linebacker, or any sort of middle linebacker in a three-four system, and once again a right tackle because our 
stud right tackle who, sure, he was injury prone. Uh, but he was still really agency. good. Yeah, he was fantastic when he was healthy. And he was still healthy for like 11 or 12 games out of the year. Like, he, he had to leave. So we're, we have positions of need is the problem. And a, a quarterback who has tread on the tires and has openly said that he wants to play into his 40s um, and we've decided to not surround him with talent and instead draft his backup who, if Aaron Rodgers decides to not retire and play out at least the remainder of his contract, we won't really be able to start until his fifth season (laughs) when he will be uh, 25 turning 26. Um, Yeah. And, and, And so either that happens... Or they say, you know, after, you know, a a certain amount of time that Jordan Love is the guy and they fucking get rid of Aaron Rodgers after a couple of years. But it would take two years. No one would trade for him in theory because, I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers is either borderline MVP Aaron Rodgers and, like, we wouldn't get rid of him. Like, Mm -hmm. sure, the Packers made a questionable decision drafting Jordan Love, but if Aaron Rodgers maintains this level of play, we're not going to get rid of him. Or... He won't be this good, and no one will want to take on his contract, and no one will trade for exactly. him. And then we have to cut him, get $8 million <laughs> in dead cap space, and cut the Hall of Fame dude who just put the team on his back year after year, just unceremoniously drop him in a ditch. It, like, it, just, it just feels so fucking bad. Like There's no good scenario. It really exa- isn't. Exactly. Because, I mean... If, if you're an Aaron Rodgers fan and, and you've been, you know, a fan of the Packers for a long time, you're torn between I want Aaron Rodgers to succeed and, and do everything that he wants to do, in which case this will be an absolute waste of a pick because mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers will be playing into his He'll 40s. just be Tom Brady yeah. and he'll be right. 44 and still like kicking right. as a middle right. tier quarterback. Which would be great, but then I'd this love was that. a waste of a pick. Yeah, exactly. Jordan or, Love will not be able to wait along. If, if Jordan Love is good, he's not going to be waiting. Like right. if Aaron Rodgers is still good at the age of forty, he's gone. Like, and then it's just yeah, we wait. We kept a first round QB as a very high expense dr- like backup for all those years. Or the other scenario is we get rid of Aaron Rodgers, which is just it it would fucking break me. <laughs> it would it would really suck. And the, and people compare it to Brett Favre. Brett Favre was thirty five. Aaron Rodgers thirty six. Brett Favre sure. had already waffled on retirement at this point. And, he had yeah. already and Aaron basically Rogers said. Was by far the best quarterback in the class that had somehow slid down. Oh yeah, no. It notwithstanding would be like the if comparison Joe between Rodgers and fell Love. to twenty six, and yeah. they're like, okay, let's go get him. I don't think anybody would be this mad about I'm, that. I'm merely comparing Favre and Rodgers, not Rodgers and Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. To compare sure. Favre and Rodgers, Favre had already kind of openly been like, you know, I'm not sure. Like maybe I'll retire sometime soon. So the Packers needed to prepare. Uh, Rodgers has very openly said he wants to finish his career in Green Bay. Definitely will finish his current contract mm-hmm. and wants to play beyond this current contract. Like, right. Because when this contract ends, he'll polar be polar opposite. He'll be 40 and, like, when this contract ends. Drew Brees is 40. Uh, Tom Brady's 42. You, you, you 43, tell... isn't he? Oh, yeah. He, he, he actually is. You're right. I think he's 43. You yeah. cannot tell me that Aaron Rodgers is like... You know, like, oh man, he's he's at the end there. He's almost out of gas. Aaron Rodgers has a bigger arm than those yeah. two. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Those like, two never excelled on their arm strength, which is the most important thing for quarterback longevity. Because once once you, if you have a like mediocre arm, a lot of it is running around and making plays and being accurate. Like he he doesn't need to be accurate. He can fucking still bomb <laughs> it seventy yards downfield to Denzel fucking Mims, who runs yeah. a 
four four forty. Oh my god. Yeah. No. Um, uh, but I think both Ryan and I were probably shouting in our apartment. Oh my god! They traded up. It's gonna be I Denzel was so Mims. <laughs> excited. You can I, ask it, Ian. I was yeah. on my feet. Like we just traded. Oh my god! It's gonna happen. I was so excited, and I have never been so let down that hard in that quickly like in in sports history it was it was straight like peak 9.9 out of 10 oh my god if we don't get denzel mims we'll at least get you know another wide receiver or even like a queen we could get a solid linebacker contributor no no it went all <laughs> the way down to like worst case scenario here here's um by the way i live in i lived in fantasy land for about uh, 15 minutes earlier this morning and dreamt up a dream scenario where this all works out and it involves Aaron Rodgers um, becoming best friends with Jordan Love Yes, <laughs> and uh, Jordan Love becoming a fast family friend after two years of Aaron Rodgers leading us to back-to-back Super Bowl wins he decides to hang it up and become the new offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers <laughs> and Jordan Love steps into the role and becomes Aaron Rodgers part two and then everything is hunky-dory and every, that is the happy. only scenario where everyone is happy I mean literally I the only one I don't know Ryan with Jordan Love's uh, 4 7 40 Maybe he could convert to wide receiver because he's just as fast as Devin Funches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some rando wide receiver the Packers have had. Yeah, so look, I've I have a best case scenario in mind, and uh, <laughs> if that happens, you know what? It'll be pretty great. <laughs> but so, that's about it because a lot of other people talk about like you know. Oh, let's be honest, guys. Like Aaron's falling off a little bit, and like we need to get ready for the future. I'm like, fuck those guys. Like. I would ride a mediocre Aaron Rodgers until he retires. I don't give a shit if it affects the team negatively. Like, the Broncos built a championship-winning team around the corpse of Peyton Manning. Like, we could do one with a mediocre Aaron Rodgers. It would be fine. So, and and they've been, they've been bad ever since. But you know what? If you win I don't a give a Super shit. Bowl, they won a Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. If you win a Super Bowl, like that, maybe that's the trade-off. Like, does it not matter to you that this man has given everything to this organization? If he if we get to get another Super Bowl, I don't give a shit if it follows with like six years of mediocrity after that. Like, we we did it. You know, you go all in. That's what you do. You try to win. So, oh. do you guys give any credence to the? line of thought that uh jordan love is essentially the stick now and the super bowl ring is the carrot for aaron Rodgers. i've heard that yeah and like yeah. look maybe like that was what david bakhtiari yeah no he's like he's was. gonna be on fire now he's good and like it's true aaron Rodgers absolutely has an extra gear that he doesn't get to really kick into unless he's like, angry the game is on the line <laughs> Someone kind of disrespected him or something like that. The Packers are four and six, and we need to run the table to make the playoffs. Like, there is an extra gear for sure with Aaron Rodgers that could absolutely be activated. But, like, at what fucking cost? Yeah. You know? Like, if we grab another wide receiver, you don't think that he's going to also kick it into that extra gear that, like, look, we're finally investing in you, Aaron. Like, time to make it happen, you know? Like,. If anything, to me, this would be a little demotivating to me. I mean, sure, for Aaron it might be because he, he definitely has a bit of an ego, which everyone understands and is cool with because, like, it's not even really an ego when you've earned it, you know? Like, you you yep. are arguably, you know, a top five athlete of all time at your position. Like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe you've earned it a little bit, but... Yeah, I, I, for a normal person, at least for me, I would be like, dude, fuck this. Fuck this organization. Like, they had an so absolute sad. opportunity to help me out. Like, 
I'm looking for my exit plan, you know? Like, I'm I'm ready to, to find the spot and where, where to move on. Like, I don't know. My, uh, and yeah. and I, I don't want to hate on Jordan Love because... I mean, for, Dude, for, Jordan for Love reasons. seems like a QB with promise. I'm throwing mm-hmm. that out there. Well, I wouldn't I, be shocked if Jordan Love is a starter in the NFL. I it just, just like, don't I want don't him think... to replace Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like... and also I feel like his ceiling is around what like a, a a dude who makes the Pro Bowl a couple of times and like has a decent career. His floor is like Paxton Lynch. Oh, like yeah. never plays and then drops out of the league without like a whisper. Like that's that's the floor we're talking about here. So and that's not worth it. Here here's my take on, you know, Jordan Love, you know, like for forget the situation with Aaron Rodgers, forget, you know, how I feel as a Packer fan. I you know, I said it on the podcast yesterday. I think Jordan Love could be really good if you don't put him in a a team where he's expected to start right away and, you know, sets him up for for failure. I thought that he, you know, should go to a team where he can sit back for a year, maybe even two you know, learn, you know, develop himself. And then I think he would be really good after that. But I was thinking like the Saints, <laughs> like yeah. like where Drew Brees is, you know, 40 years old, has one year, maybe two left where he plays. And then, and then he's done. And then Jordan Love is the, the starter for the Saints on, on a really good team. This was probably the best case scenario for Jordan Love. Whoa, then, I don't know about that. I don't think Jordan Love wanted to be put in this position, man. Yeah, dude, this is this is very uncomfortable as a football player to be shoved into this position. Oh, oh, sure, like, like Jordan un- Love un- has uncomfortable, sure, but I'm talking about like his long comfortability, like ca- career aspects. Well, comfortability plays into your development, like being comfortable in the system and like not being afraid to, you know, speak to certain coaches or speak to the other players on the team and stuff like that who aren't like looking down on you. That that's that messes with you mentally, like. I, I think that, like you said, this uh, someone like the Saints or I don't know, even the even the Patriots, if Jarrett Stidham is like a bridge starter, mm. like there there's there's better places for him to land because he he is parachuting into hostile territory with at the very least the entire fandom. And I mean, like some of the coaches are absolutely going to be against this, and and, and you know there, you know a certain dude number twelve is not very happy right now, which yeah, he see, shouldn't be. Like I saw something like Aaron Rodgers will reportedly uh, treat Jordan Love just like family. My, yeah, oh, I saw it too. That uh, my, funny. my favorite take on uh, the draft comes from Unnamed Temporary Sports Blog, the kind of Deadspin Writer Revival website. It was just mm. a single sentence about it, but uh, it read, the Packers have once again committed to making Aaron Rodgers the angriest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> we really do, man. I don't know what it is. And like, look, what what was Brett Favre's direct quote when uh, talking about mentoring Aaron Rodgers? He's it's like, not that's not my, my job. Yeah, it's not my contract that I have to teach Aaron Rodgers anything. <laughs> and like, yeah, it kind of isn't. You know, <laughs> no, like, it's not. You're you're supposed to be the best QB that you can be. You you're not supposed to like. Look, if you're a veteran who's like 37 years old and has been a journeyman in the NFL, and you're brought in as a backup to like help a rookie QB. Yeah, that's probably almost written into your contract. Yeah. When you're a starter on a competitive football team, it's not really supposed to be one of your main concerns to bring a rookie up to speed. Like, that's not really your job, man. Like, oh, it's it's brutal. And I feel for Jordan Love because I, I do agree. Like, I really do think. Honestly, I feel like Jordan Love is more promising than Justin Herbert. Maybe that's just me. No, like, I, I agree. I don't, and, I'm not and, a fan of Herbert. And how about this? Like, Replace Jordan Love with Tua. If Tua's injury concerns made him fall to us, I wouldn't be that upset. Because then it's Tua. Then it's Aaron Rodgers Part Two. This is this is not that. This is a very unpolished, 
uh, project QB that fell to us that, and didn't really fall to us because, if anything, it was kind of a reach. He was borderline round one, round two. So, yeah. I know we're getting close to a collapsing here, but I probably should mention... Um, Outside of this, I don't know if there are any, like, weird upsets out of last night. Like, pretty by-the-books otherwise, I thought. There, yeah, there a lot were of people co- picked pretty chalky. There was a couple yeah. of prospects that people were high on, but, like, they still filled positions of need and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. um, what's his name from Ohio State? The number two corner from Ohio State was oh, kind of surprising. Uh, Damon Arnett or something like that? Yes, I believe so. Um, and then, yeah, like, Austin Taylor at fourth overall. Mm-hmm. I think most people had... Wills and Wirfs at the very least higher, and then some people had Mekai Becton as well above him. So, like, yeah, some people were a little out of order, but in general, most people kind of stuck with the script. And then there was some, like, upset picks that people loved. Like, I feel like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just made the Chiefs unstoppable. Yeah, dude, that's, that's fucking just insane. People like, hated that pick. I don't, I don't get it. He's How? so good. He's, He's so the good. best receiving back in the class. He just runs a slow 40. Like, they just made that team... That offense, I was explaining it to Ian, like the concepts that they can run with Tyreek Hill running deep routes, so the corner has to give him 15 yards of cushion. Travis Kelsey running into the intermediate area, so a linebacker has to try to cover him until a safety can rotate over. And then, you, and then just embarrassment of riches, McCole Hardman running a deep route on the other side of the field, and Sammy Watkins running other intermediate routes. And then you've got a dump-off route to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. How? How do you stop that? Like, literally, they could run one play the whole season and probably still go 10-6. and six. Like, you would know what they're running, but with their personnel, you just can't match up. Like, man, they, they are going to be so good. Like, ridiculous good. So, good on, good on the Chiefs. Uh, I feel like the Niners also came away pretty strong. They replaced yeah. DeForest Buckner with a younger, cheaper DeForest Buckner, <laughs> which is always fun. Um... Yeah, well, I mean, the Browns getting Wills at 10 was crazy without having to move at all. Like, they basically got their left their day one left tackle at 10th overall without having to trade. Like, that's pretty crazy. Um, there, was, there was definitely a lot of winners. I love the Dolphins taking Tua. I mean, it was, it was kind of a foregone conclusion, but, like, I, I don't know. I'm a big Tua supporter. I think he's the real deal. Mm-hmm. And I think that his injury concerns are a little overblown. Um, yeah, I don't know. So a lot of good stuff, and then it hit us, and we were like the only ones that went yeah. crazy. Pro- um, probably the thing that pissed me off the most was Justin Jefferson, who is he was my favorite uh, prospect, you know, the wide receiver. No, you know, he I, I, yeah, he was more than Judy and CD Lamb. Oh, well, or just well, like realistic those, favorite. Yeah, realistic. Favorite. Okay, like, those, I was those say, guys. Like, yeah, those. Guys I don't think you put Jefferson over those two, but yeah, no, or, or but, Rugs, Rugs as well. Yeah, yeah, but, but Justin like, Jefferson was. Either four or five, probably. Yeah, for he was, he was my favorite guy people. that we could have possibly gotten. Yeah. Um, and then he went to the fucking Vikings, <laughs> and and then yeah. immediately after that we, we traded up for a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought for sure that the Vikings were going to take Mims because I was higher on Mims than Jefferson, but like kind of A and B, like four yeah. A four B. I would be I was, so I happy with slightly either prefer of them. Mims. Yeah, exactly. And so the Vikings took Jefferson, and I was like, all right, here we go. Some other team's going to grab Mims, and we're going to be stuck with, you know, fucking, uh, what's his name? The dude with the weird uh, I- A-I-E-Y. Ayuk. 
Ayuk, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like um, the Goofy noise. Someone pointed that out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His last name sounds like <laughs> the noise that Goofy makes, which is pretty funny. Um, yeah. Uh, but no, we, Denzel Mims is still on the fucking board. And guess who can draft the Bengals or the Dolphins could get Denzel Mims and then have their young QBs grow up with a dude who in most drafts would be a top 12 pick. But because this draft was so stacked on wide receiver talent, he fell all the way to the second round. Uh, I'm man. so mad. <laughs> I'm mad and sad, and it's just a mix. I'm a watch, little defeated. Watch Gutenkunz draft like fucking Donovan Peoples Jones, because he's like, oh, he's athletic. He's he's not really that good, but he's athletic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, who do you who do you think we get at the end of the uh, second round? Or do you think we know. trade up? Well, the thing is is that like in order to get, in order to get one of those guys that's still on there that's even like worth, you know, a second round pick for a wide receiver, we would probably have to trade right. up. But it we feels like Higgins and Mims are gone early. Yeah. Like we don't like I don't really see us getting either of them. Like maybe Michael Pittman. Like sure. people have been talking about Devin Duvernay is like maybe a guy. Uh, yeah, we're probably not getting Bond either. No. I feel like Bond's gonna be Bond was supposed to go first round. Yeah, so, so like we out. we would probably have to trade our third round pick to move up in the second round to get one of those guys, which would be a, a very bad decision just because we wouldn't have <laughs> any other meaningful picks the rest of the draft. Right. Um. So like, are there any tackles available that are still considered decent? Uh, Niang is a, a guy that. Hmm. might be good just because he was supposed to be really good but then he like hurt his hip really bad um interesting so like i see technically he uh, ezra be cleveland ezra i i see ezra cleveland 22nd going but i mean early. yeah i feel like he'd go early same with josh jones right yeah it feels like those two are have been names that have been tossed around as early second rounders um yeah i mean wide receiver it feels like yeah higgins mims maybe Pittman. uh Devin Duvernay, I don't know about him, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not like a, starting to scrape. Yeah, people, I mean, a Devin lot of Duvernay, are, I'd be happy with in the third, but in the second. Like, no, no, no. But yeah, I'm just saying that like we we will get a wide receiver, but it could just be some fucking random dude. Um, mm-hmm. I think you said it a couple days ago, slapping an MVS size uh, band aid on the wound. Yeah, but I mean, like there, I mean, like we you can. You can get like a, a fucking insane talent anywhere in the draft. You mm-hmm. it's just that they're not proven. Like you don't know sure. what they're going to do once they go pro. Like Stefan Diggs was a, a fifth round pick. Uh yeah. last year, um Terry well, McLaurin was a round. third round pick. Yeah. We've been taking low round wide receivers for a long time and look how it's worked out for us. Yeah. Like at a certain point there just needs to be a change in strategy. I have seen someone say that uh, Gross Matos would be willing to uh, change positions. He's an edge rusher. Yeah, exactly. He's more of an edge guy, but... I thought you meant to wide receiver. Oh, God. What? No. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) No, to to switch to more of like a hybrid uh, 3-4 outside linebacker type who could help in run support. I did see that. And then, yeah, Zach Bond is totally comfortable playing any of the linebacker slots. Like, he could easily shift to middle linebacker but i mean we would have to probably trade up for him right um man yeah not uh not ideal for no, no more real top t- top level t- 
talent no. in the in the draft. In yeah, no, I mean Xavier McKinney, but we I don't think we need a safety at all. No, we don't. I think but, Darnell Savage is real. So yeah, I mean, I mean, who? Yeah, so Xavier McKinney, Denzel Mims are the only first round grade guys that I can think of. I think of Antoine Winfield Winfield Jr. had some. Oh yeah, him too. Today. And then Ezra Cleveland. And then running backs, but, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we, I, we better not take a running back. <laughs> I'll die. <laughs> if after all this we just take Aaron Jones's replacement as well. And we're yeah. Just like, okay, so our entire cool offense that was really fun last year is gone. Gone. Great. We traded Aaron Jones for a sixth-round pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at that value. Oh, no. All right, we should clap. Otherwise, we'll just be talking forever. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Sorry, listeners. You know what? I'm what, not. <laughs> what did you expect? I'm not sorry. You... This is our only outlet to really, really vent. More words per minute is a better value for you. Yeah, just like the value the Packers got on Jordan. Yeah. Quick, everyone, post-roll, unrelated to football. Um, do, do, do you guys want to know how bad the ending of Game of Thrones was? I, I, I do know how bad it was. Nobody has suggested that people rewatch that or check it out for the first time during quarantine. I don't think there's anybody left yeah, that would be like exactly. willing to check it out that hasn't It was already, already so culturally ubiquitous. Like, if you hadn't started it, you weren't ever gonna watch it. There, like, there's there's not anybody at this point that's like, oh wow, this Game of Thrones show is pretty good. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> yeah, sleeper pick, everyone. Low key, Game of Thrones is pretty stellar. I mean, I've definitely seen people advertise that people rewatch like the beginning. <laughs> the first four seasons and yeah. then just leave it from there. Rewatch the first four seasons and then watch the major battle episodes in the last ones and just call it a day. Oh man! Yeah, there was some good stuff. Hard home. I will stand <laughs> the, by hard home. So good. The viewing guide for Game of Thrones is just okay. You watch seasons one to four, and then like twenty minutes of these select episodes, and you're good. No, Hard Home was a good overall episode. People forget about that. Like they only remember obviously the last fifteen minutes when the frost rolls in. But like overall, it had a lot of other moments too. And then like um. Let's see, the, the explosion of, um, what's it called? The uh, the set or whatever it was. No, not the set. I mean, yeah, the se- sept? sept. Sept. Yeah, the explosion of the sept. That whole episode was crazy and had a ton of reveals, but people only remember that part. Like, there, there was a lot of good individual episodes for sure post-season four that can be watched and well some of them might be tainted with like plot lines that mm-hmm. didn't like, turn out very well yeah exactly yeah. they added intrigue in those episodes that we at the time we were like cool but now we know no that sucks <laughs> like moments where they hinted at clegane bowl and now we're like oh no we know how this ends like god damn it 
At least we got Clegane Bowl. Mm. Hype was satisfied. I guess. But yeah, it, was, the, it was lackluster. It was, pre- it was prefaced with Aria, revenge is bad. You, you know, don't be like me. Don't, don't go for revenge. And she's like, well, that was my entire character. And he's like, yeah, I know. And she's like, okay. Bye. I'm going to go get my revenge now. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I've, I've devoted my entire life to revenge. Mm, sound familiar, Aria? <laughs> Some smug piece of shit. <laughs> Bashing you over the head with the metaphor. All right, see uh, ya. If if you follow revenge, you'll end up killing yourself. Now I'm gonna go kill myself. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Uh, Sandor Clegane, the ultimate uh, dad <laughs> advice guy. Yeah. All right, we should stop.